All right. So thank you guys for joining back. Um, this is Black Times Tech Podcast Episode 2, and this is going to be about Flutter development. We got the goat of Flutter here, Trey Hope. Um, if you haven't heard about him already, you guys are not on Instagram. You guys are not watching content about developers. This guy truly knows what he knows about mobile app development. Um, I'm trying to steal him away because he's, he's doing such a great job. My team could definitely use him. But um, so thank you again, Trey, for being here. Uh, I don't know if you have any words you started off with. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say uh, thank you for having me. First of all, I, I really appreciate it. Um, I really get I get to enjoy moments like these just because like just general like genuine conversations with other people in tech is always good to have because I don't have them often. So I appreciate it. Same, especially ones that look like you. It's really hard. Like it's really hard to find black software engineers, uh, minority software engineers that are part of our culture. Um, that's kind of what Black Time Tech is for kind of get those kind of conversations out so people could know that there's more people that look like you in tech, even though we're not highly represented. Absolutely. All right, so really quick, we want to know a little bit about your background before we kind of get into the technical stuff. So tell me a little bit about your upbringing. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm from Trotwood, Ohio, which is like a small, small suburb right outside of Dayton, Ohio, um, if you're familiar. Um, but uh, born there, went to school in Kentucky at Northern Kentucky University for five years, studied computer science. Um, that was kind of when I first got my feet wet with like actual programming. Um, so at that point, I, I kind of made a career path. So then once, once I graduated, I moved to Denver, Colorado for my first actual full-time job. That's where I got some hands-on experience in the corporate world. So at that point, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit better with my expertise. Then I moved to LA for another job for about a year. And then I moved back to Ohio because I got homesick. So at that point um, is when I really picked up Flutter once I moved back to Ohio. And ever since then, it's been kind of like my main focus as far as the development side, just because of its, its ease and how it kind of just, it makes the development process like Legos, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not really too hard to grasp. So. That's kind of my story from like the beginning to like where I'm at now. That's pretty interesting. So you started as a CS student, which I know that's that's going to be we had another episode. I think the next one is going to be about that. But could you tell us a little bit more about that? Like how was I know it's, it's not that it's not easy. There's a lot of like old things you got to learn Java, data structures, algorithms. Uh, I don't know if you did Kubernetes as well, but like things of that nature. So definitely tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, man, being a CS student, it's it's different, but it's very rewarding. I got to say, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's one of those things where you always feeling challenged. You always feeling like I don't understand it. You always feel like I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like to its core. But at the end of the day, it's like you're actually learning something that is kind of like it's like a step step by step process. Once you get it, everything kind of falls into place. You know what I'm saying? Programming is one of those things like it's just a, it's like learning a language. So once you learn it, it's not difficult after a certain point, you know what I mean? So, um, but I mean, overall being a CS student was pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie. Like I always felt like I was learning and, and actually benefiting myself in the long run. Nice, nice. And you said as soon as you got out, you got your first job. And in that job, now this is before Flutter. So what were you actually doing on a day-to-day -day basis in that first job? Yeah, so my first job, I was working as a, a web developer um, for a, uh, it was like a, 
it was a business that did it did like apps for other people, kind of like consultations type thing. So uh, I worked on like several different web applications for different clients in the area. So I was really working with JavaScript, um, Angular, TypeScript, SQL, uh, and C Sharp. Those were like the primary languages that I was working with. But uh, that was a pretty fun job overall. That's when I kind of fell in love with it even more because I saw it used on a corporate level. Also, then this is interesting. So how did you switch from, um, you know, web development, the web development area to mobile? Uh, really, it was like, I mean, I always liked, I, I was doing mobile before I even did web, honestly. Like, I actually wrote my first iOS app back in like 2014. And this was, if I'm not mistaken, that was before I really had any websites up or anything. But So um, this was about your mobile app development um, thing. So like you said, you started with mobile app development before before you got into websites. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I wrote my first iOS app back in like 2014. This was like uh, I was a senior in college, so I was already dabbling in like the mobile app development world. Um, but then as far as jobs, I just fell into a web development role a little bit quicker than I would a mobile one at that point. I don't, I don't know why, but it just, it just happened that way. But then once I learned Flutter is when I just got back into mobile completely and just hit the ground running. So now we kind of enter the area of expertise. So why did you choose Flutter? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, honestly, it's a little, it, it's not really a good reason, but I just picked it up first and it did everything I wanted it to do. And I never even looked at React to be, to be quite honest. So, uh, I mean, React, React Native, it might be way better. I have no idea to be 100% with you. <laughs> <laughs> But just with Flutter, I was like, I don't have any complaints with it. You know what I mean? It just did everything just as far as the UI, the hot reload, uh, how, how many packages come with it, it, just the customization, everything just felt like a really good development environment. So I went with that. So real quick, before I kind of get into my next question, um, what is the difference between Flutter and Dart? Like I never really looked into Flutter heavily. I know Flutter is a UI kit, but how, is Flutter and Dart related? So Flutter is, like you said, it's like the UI kit. It's, it's kind of like, um, I'll say this, Dart is the program, programming language that you use for Flutter, right? So in order to use Flutter, you're, you're, you're coding in Dart. Now Dart can be used for something separate from Flutter. It can be used to make web applications or, um, just, just other, that's, that's, I'm not sure everything that it can be used for, but I know like you can make like web apps with it. So, but when it's used in the Flutter world, that's when it's used as for mobile app development. And so Flutter is the UI kit that comes with everything, like all the widgets and the UI related stuff. Okay, so, so I see I see the similarity now with React as React being like just the library of like you said, widgets and other UI kits things needed for, you know, developing with JavaScript. Um, so how do you feel Flutter is when it comes to just well learning Dart. Like, how do you feel learning Dart is compared to like other languages? Honestly, learning Dart is probably it's it's been the most it's been the most fun. Honestly, like it's actually a fun language to learn. Like, it's very similar to JavaScript, so it's kind of loose. It's not too strict, but you can make it strict if you need it to be. You know, it's it's 
Dart is very flexible as far as what it provides. So to me, really, it's like out of all the languages, it's been my favorite. And I, I don't know, the other ones, I don't, maybe it was because I was younger at that time. Like it just felt harder. But with Dart, I just picked it up very easily, like one, two, three, like building blocks. So that's kind of, that, that's my favorite language, honestly. Can I definitely look into the syntax here? You're, you're right. Responding with that, it really is very similar to JavaScript. Um, so I guess a, a good follow-up to that one now, um, now understanding a little bit about Flutter and Dart and how they kind of play into each other is, what would be a good tip for somebody who wanted to kind of get into learning a little bit more about developing with Dart and Flutter? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I don't personally follow too many like tutorials. I mean, I have a couple in mind, like there's Fireship, uh, Fireship.io. They have a lot of cool examples on there about different Flutter and, and Dart examples. Um, but then as far as like really learning it, I learned it the best by actually just jumping into it and just practicing it. Like I didn't really follow too many examples or uh, look at too many like run throughs or anything like that to start out. It was just like a, like once you build the app, it already comes with like an example app of like a, a counter and like a, a, a number at the bottom saying how many times you clicked the button. So like out the box, you're already experiencing an app. So from there, it's just like a playground you take off. And that's really how I learned the most. So um, fireship.io, and if not them, then definitely just getting your feet wet and, and jumping in head first. And this is gonna be, so I think this segment now is gonna be a little bit of um, a React Native developer asking you, you know, questions about Flutter to see if maybe I should actually switch over. I do believe I do, I should. <laughs> but um, yeah. one of the things that we have trouble with when it comes to cross-platform with React Native, um, I think most languages have that problem too, is that um, a lot of the design elements, a lot of the widgets, they change based on the platform. Um, so certain text fields will look one way on Android and look different on iOS. Same thing with, you know, buttons and other um, design elements such as the navigation bar um, and things of that nature. Um, how does Flutter go about dealing with that so that it looks similar on both platforms? Like, you know, you design it once and it looks the same. It looks exactly how you designed it for both Android and iOS. Yeah, so really with Flutter, it kind of handles the, the similarity out of the box. Like by default, it looks similar on iOS and Android. If you want it to look different, they offer widgets that are specific for iOS, like iOS picker field, iOS button, iOS alerts. So it's almost like the opposite, like you have to work harder to make it look different than by out of the box already looking the same. So like by default, it uses the same UI for both platforms. You can't tell the difference no matter if you're on a Galaxy or if you're on an iPhone 12. So it does a pretty good job at that. You hear that react people? <laughs> They won that one. <laughs> yeah. um, and in terms of pushing it in the back end, do you guys, are you forced to use Google Cloud and or Firebase um, for your back end storage? Or could you use something such as AWS, um, Azure, um, Heroku, and things of that nature? Yeah, you definitely can. So it's really just the the Firebase kind of plugs in with it so well that it's it goes, you know, that's people's use, that's people's go-to, but Honestly, I, for other projects, I'm using uh, MongoDB um, for the back end. So uh, to answer your question, yes, you can use AWS uh, or any type of cloud 
uh, any type of cloud platform that you choose. It's just the Firebase integrates very well with it. Are you kind of beating us with this one? <laughs> uh, one good thing is that I'm, you know, Firebase being as easy as it is to kind of just kind of put everything together there. Um, having a platform created by Google, if building the front end is easy with Flutter, and then of course just pushing it to Firebase is easy. Then Flutter is kind of the clear winner in this battle. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that off the bat, it's kind of the clear winner for that. Um, so, what is um, another reason why you view why you chose to go the route of Flutter as opposed to continuing with JavaScript? So, what would be something that you feel Flutter just did so well that you know it didn't really make sense to kind of stick with JavaScript? Man, I'm gonna be honest. That hot reload got me, man. <laughs> the hot reload got me. Now, I, I know in web applications, you know, Angular and React, they have similar things like that. But to do it on mobile apps, like coming from a background where you had to wait for the simulator to restart the whole app, you know what I mean? Like coming from that background to now being instantly reloaded, it just, I was just knocking out apps. I'm like, cause it was just so quick. You save us so much time. So that's another reason I really went into Flutter and kind of left JavaScript alone. And so now the comparison between Flutter and say the native equivalent of Swift, do you feel Flutter does a similar or even a little bit better job of creating, you know, native equivalents of every application as opposed to just like Kotlin with Android and, you know, Swift or Object-C with um, iOS? Um, I'm not sure exactly what you mean. Can you elaborate? Oh, I'm sorry. So like, um, like <laughs> I've seen, so one of the things that I typically have trouble with when it comes to React Native is creating you know, the, a design that looks similar on both, you know, iOS and Android. So sometimes for really complex projects, I tell, you know, the people that requested from us to, hey, I think it would be a little better to just, you know, plan it out natively, where we just have like an iOS specific developer and an Android specific developer to like code two different code bases as opposed to working with React Native. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel React Native it does a great job, but then there are little things, there are little hiccups that happen. But I know when you said like Flutter kind of makes sure that it looks similar on both platforms. So in a way, Flutter does a better job at making sure that it looks clean across the board. So yeah. do you think, you know, that can could really put a contender against like the native equivalents? Like instead of just, you know, focusing on native, you know, with Flutter, because it's gonna definitely look the same on both sides that it makes more sense just use, let's use Flutter as opposed to just using Swift yeah. or Kotlin. That's okay, yeah, to, that's a very good question. And honestly, just based on things that I've seen so far with Flutter, um, I definitely think it's gonna replace native development only because it's almost like it's not worth the time. Whatever, whatever reason you're trying to stick with the native development, it doesn't compare to the time that you save by having it on both platforms instantly and now Flutter is expanded to the web as well so you're literally making an entire ecosystem of software from one code base so if you're sticking with one platform at that point like Swift or Kotlin then it's like in my opinion you're, you're kind of being stubborn and you don't really want to update but it like I said it just makes sense to save time save resources and, and go with an easier language to pick up I like that that's actually that's actually why I chose cross platform I thought it, would be, it made a lot more sense learn one thing and just kind of like push it to both sides as opposed to just learning one side or the other. Um, 
So that was really good. So in terms of, I don't know, do you still do jobs on a freelance base or do you work specifically for a company? So I really do both. Uh, the nine to five is for a company. Uh, but then on the side, you know, once I get off, I'm back to making web apps. Um, I actually have a company and I'm, I'm partnered. I'm partnered with one of my good friend, one of my good friends, Debianch, um, and we've been making apps for about almost a year now. Um, and we're just still looking for new clients, still looking for uh, people to, to really kind of rub elbows with and talk this tech stuff. So, but everything's on the up and up with that. You know, we're just taking it one day at a time. Honestly, honestly, that's great too, because I wanted to create a segment on why most developers utilize their skill sets in both sides. So like they work a job, but then they also do side projects, which is why coding is such a dangerous skill to learn because you can make money in almost unlimited ways. Um, but one of the things I want to ask you now, because <laughs> this is going to be from tech entrepreneur to tech entrepreneur, is um, one of the things that we speak about too is, you know, the differences in pricing amongst cross-platform and native. Now, we don't need to speak specific numbers, but, <laughs> you know, um, is there more of a cost saving with going cross-platform as opposed to going native? I mean, I can't really get into numbers too much because yeah, I'm not... I don't really know exactly what those apps are going for at those big companies like that. But if I had to guess, um, I would say, yeah, you're saving money. Absolutely. Like, it, because at that point, you don't need as many developers for the project. You know what I mean? Like, if you have 12 Android developers, 12 iOS developers, you can really get six Flutter developers and, and be good. You know what I mean? At least that's how I look at it as far as like how easy it is to pick up and really get a good RIO as far as what you're learning. So yeah, you definitely save money going that route. Nice. That's, that's, that's something to note. That's something to know here, people. <laughs> um, so is there anything else you would like to tell people pertaining to Flutter that you know most people may not know or most people may have like a misconception about it in terms of like how it works and like how people are actually using it on the day to day? Yeah, um, I would say just look at Flutter like uh, the best language to kind of jump into if you want to learn any type of development. Like, even if it's not, even if you don't specifically want to do just mobile apps or websites or database, you kind of can get a piece of all that by working with Flutter. You know what I mean? Just as far as, you know, you got your UI part, then you can attach it to almost any backend so you'll get experience with that. And it just kind of coincides really easily. So it's like one of those languages that if you really stick with it and are, you know, ecstatic about learning it, it'll, it'll benefit you in the long run. Because a lot of big companies are using it at this point. It's, it's really going to be the most in-demand language, I think, in the most framework to develop with, I think, in the next couple of years. So, uh, yeah, just I, I encourage everyone to really learn Flutter. Just, just jump into it. Have fun. And just for everyone to note, um, if you check certain um, trends where people are rating the best languages, Flutter actually comes in as one for cross-platform. Um, on Google Trends, on Stack Overflow, GitHub, they all rated it number one, which is why, you know, me as a React Native developer, I'm after this interview, I'm really looking at it because you're saying it looks the same on both. Man, I'm about to do that. I'm about to really look into it. <laughs> you should really try it out and then once you try it out like let me know what your experience is like i'm always interested in hearing if react native is better because like i said i've never touched it so if it is better i wouldn't mind looking at it 
I've just never heard anyone say that yet. And, <laughs> and Flutter is just amazing. So I'm going to stick with that. Once I heard that they took those principles from material design, I was like, yeah. I didn't even really look into it. But once I heard that, um, just from even working with KBMD first, I understood, like, yeah, this is going to be something. But now that you're telling me, like, how it all works, I'm like, yeah, it definitely alleviates a lot of the problems that I have with React and React Native. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I guess now we're about to wrap it up. But um, one of the things I wanted to ask is, like, what are your what are your next steps? What are your next, you know, goal marks? Like, what about you as Trey? Like, what are your, your next things that you're looking forward to um, for this year and into the future? Uh, this year, really, um, just continuing to get better with this Flutter stuff. Um, you know, really start putting out some more apps that can actually probably make me some income. So that's my next goal to actually start using different frameworks like Stripe so I can integrate payment into my apps and start making some money off it. Um, and then also just getting more people who look like me, you know, people of color, black people specifically, uh, into the tech space, you know, like kind of be an example of how it's not too difficult because, hey, that guy looks like me. I can do the same thing. So that's another one of my goals, really. So just getting better with these apps and, and being an example of people who, who want to learn how to code. Damn, I really wanted to stop this, but you kind of touched on a point that now we kind of entered the space of mobile app development um, for, you know, actual clients. You kind of touched on something very important, which is monetization of apps. Mm -hmm. So when... Oh, damn, so now we can answer this. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk very open, honest. Sorry, this is mobile app developer to mobile app developer. We're gonna talk about certain things. So, like when you get a client on board for first time, and they're talking to you about a project, um, do you ask them what are your your initial things to ask them before you get started with the project? Yeah. So one of the first things that I like to ask is I, I of course ask like tell me about that app because if you have a good enough explanation about your app then i can kind of determine if you're serious or not mm -hmm. so if your explanation is kind of faulty and you have a lot of what ifs and you're not really certain on a lot of points then there's no point of really you know either of us wasting each other's time but once that's solidified then we kind of start talking about okay what are some deadlines that you might have like do you need this app immediately do you need it later then we start talking about, okay, what type of uh, features do you want in the app? Because every app, you know, it may have different features from one app. Another app may have X, Y, Z. The first one have A, B, C, you know? So try to understand that as well. And at that point, it's just like, just genuine conversations back and forth. All right, so you need this here, this here, this, you know? And then we kind of figure out, you know, a plan to get the app done. And at that point, it's just, the rest is history. You know what I mean? We just get to it. I like that. So you, you typically have a conversation beforehand, just a little bit about it, and you guys work together towards piecing the whole thing together. I like that. That's, I think that's very simple, people. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to throw at a one little problem that we had last year um, and see how, like, see how you would kind of approach that. So um, one of the things we had was that we were kind of working on a project with somebody and it didn't seem as if it was thoroughly planned out on their end. Mm -hmm. um, and it was hard for us to kind of like explain that to them. And funny enough, one of my team members was a Flutter developer and he kind of was like trying to backtrack to kind of go through, um, maybe they should look at look into it a little bit more prior to you know going about development. 
Um, how would you more so handle a situation like that where someone has an ideal but hasn't really thought it out fully? Yeah, um, I really just like to like kind of give people the benefit of the doubt and just be like, I know that you really want this app to happen. You just have some pieces that aren't 100% yet. So I really just would kind of stay in connection with them. We don't necessarily have to plan out an app right now. You know, I'm not going anywhere. I'll always, for as long as I'm still breathing, I can still make an app, you know, so it's, it's, it's no rush really. But I would just stay in connection with them and then try to like iron out any questions that they might have that maybe I could answer and we can kind of get past that hump so you can get an app. But, you know, if anything's kind of foggy right now, then, you know, we'll work through it. But I just don't rush anything. You know what I mean? It's just, I take it as slow. I take it as slow as it needs to be. Okay. So I think that was enough questions. I'm tired of taking up your day. I know, I know you got other stuff to do. This has been fun, man. Honestly, I really appreciate the conversation. But do you have any final words before we kind of close up right now? Um, hey, man, I just hope everyone's enjoying the Thursday. Uh, if you can, check me out on Instagram. My name is Trey Codes, T-R-E-Y dot C-O-D-E-S. Um, I'm on YouTube as well. Um, and yeah, just happy coding. And if anyone has questions with Flutter, feel free to hit me up. And thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it 100%. Definitely. And I'm going to make sure I tag all of your tags on the video, the podcast, everything. So if you guys don't know who Trey Codes is already, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you're not looking. His content is crazy. Like literally his content is amazing when it comes to mobile app development. So if you don't know who he is, then that's on you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, man. I really do appreciate that. All right, Trey. So thank you again for being a guest here. And this is episode two. Um, and like I said, we're already doing such a great time. You know, we had cybersecurity episode one. Now we have flutter development. Um, sky's the limit to see what we have next. Um, Trey is definitely going to be involved in a lot more things too. Um, we have some things to talk about off scenes too, but um, he's also a moderator of our Facebook group as well. So um, Trey is one of the big heads in trying to push this initiative. So thank you again, Trey, for all of that as well too.